All right. Welcome everyone to Marketing Like a Mother, a podcast made for mompreneurs by mompreneurs. Each week we are diving into mom-approved business and marketing strategies to help you grow a profitable and a family-friendly business. Today, I am your host, Olivia Radcliffe, and I am here with the incomparable Allison Caffrey. Um, Allison is the CEO of Operations Agency and the founder of Master Maternity Leave. Now, she prides herself on helping business owners create systems that amplify their business growth while simultaneously decreasing stress behind the scenes. Now, Allison created a system for mompreneurs to master maternity leave so that they don't have to choose between business or baby after starting or growing her own family. Allison took two maternity leaves from her business in the last two years and is currently in the mommy trenches with two little boys under three. Allison, thank you so much for joining. Two little boys under three. Man, I have my hands full with one. So welcome, welcome. Thanks, Olivia. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. So why don't you just, um, let's just start off, jump right in, tell me a little bit more about what you do, who you help, and and your favorite part about your job. Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, like I, like you mentioned, I'm the CEO of Operations Agency. We've been an operations uh, consultancy for the last five years. And one of my favorite things about working with Operations Agency was really getting down in the trenches with parents, thinking through how they can structure a business and a team to be able to get results on their behalf while they were doing things like you know, going on vacation with their family, right? A novel idea for us business right. owners, right? <laughs> Being able to untether. And so that became, uh, you know, again, some, a light bulb moment for me when I said, wow, okay, cool. Well, I'm really enjoying this. And um, I feel like I want to work with parents more, um, you know, formally to make sure and structure businesses. And then bam, I was pregnant with my son and I found myself planning my own maternity leave. And um, the really interesting thing is, right, some businesses in some capacities are obligated, right, to offer some maternity leave benefits to their teams. Um, but nobody talks about what the mompreneur gets, right? Like how, how are we able to, you know, as a business owner, really access some resources that can help us, you know, through this transitional time. And so um, really my business was born out of my own experience something that I needed for myself when I was going through this process. And so that's what I became super excited about, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, kind of going on this journey uh, to help mompreneurs master this, this part of their life and their, and their business moving forward. Um, and so that is my, my business is now my favorite part of my job. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. That's a good place to be in. Um, so what does that actually look like? Like, can you tell a little bit about your structures, what you get, how you help people get stuff set up in order to be able to actually take this maternity leave? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So great question. Um, you know, formally I'm an operator, right? And I think that as we start to take a look at, you know, what our business needs from us, um, the narrative that I position in front of my mamas is, you know, everybody says my business is my baby, right? It needs all my time. It needs all my energy. It needs, you know, all of these things. I'm constantly running around last minute. I never know what's coming down the pike. And Whatever happens to, you know, my business is my capable adolescent, you know, my business is my thriving adult. And yeah. I try to really help them think through this, you know, kind of parenting opportunity that we have here, right? Or this, this maternity leave opportunity, right? Transferring or transitioning into a mama is I mean, personally been one of the most transformational times of my life. And it also developed a lot of leadership skills and a lot of clarity points in my own business, especially when you need to be really strict with your time, when you need to be able 
to come in and focus, you know, wholeheartedly. And so what we do is we position um, resources in front of moms to help them understand, okay, what's working really well in my business? What do, do I need to keep operationally? What brings me the most joy and the most energy? And so we start to take a look at how the mom is interacting with her business, how we might be able to prop things up in her absence, right? By creating standard operating procedures and training their team to be able to get results on their behalf. But also as they enter back into the business post-maternity leave, how can we amplify them as a leader and more of a director? inside of their business and less of a doer, right? We don't want to be entering back into the business into the old bad habits that we have because not only now do we have more on our plate at home, but the time that we spend away from our new son or daughter has to be super intentional because we just want to be back there, right? We just want to be with our kiddos. Right, right. Now you mentioned teams a few times. Does this only work for people who have a team or what about solopreneurs? Are there processes they can go through as well? Yeah, absolutely. So both sides of the coin absolutely can benefit from this planning uh, process. I think that ultimately what we need to decide is what do we have access to, right? From a financial perspective and from a people perspective and from a time perspective, right? So if you think of it like a Venn diagram, right? Those are kind of the big ways that we can trade, uh, you know, our time, right? So what are we going to be investing um, in our time? What are we going to be investing monetarily? And what are we going to be taking a look at from a team perspective in terms of training new people to get the same results that we get. Um, Solopreneurs is a slightly different approach. If they do have access to some of the finances, I usually recommend, hey, listen, maybe this is the time to enlist some help in the business so that when you enter back in, it's not so crazy. Because let's be totally honest, mat leave is the beginning, right? Like mat leave and having the baby and going through the birthing process. Like now you need to build a business that's kid proof, right? You need to build a business that when, you know, the kid, when kids get RSV, I mean, this season has been out of control with stuff like that. And I know more mamas have been out of work now than even at the height of some of the pandemic stuff. And so it's really um, an opportunity for us to start to reassess what we have access to from a time and money and a people perspective and where we feel like we're going to make the biggest impact in our business. And so being able to prepare some of that stuff ahead of time um, is going to be really powerful for some of those solopreneur mamas. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I can definitely say as a solo mom with a two-year-old, um, I work from home with him. There's definitely days like we, we just dealt with, with some icky sickies as we call them. And actually we're still dealing with it. I probably sound horrible right now, but it's, it's something that like when your kid is feeling sick and out of commission, it's okay, well, that's it. Like there goes my, my work time for the day. I normally work a lot when he naps or when he goes to bed, but when he's not really napping all that well, or he wants to sleep with mama and cuddle mama because he doesn't feel well, there goes all that time. And if I didn't have those systems in place, my processes, my SOPs and my team, um, that would have been, it, it, it could be a whole lot more stressful than it already is. Not that it's not without its stress, but you know, so Do you rely more as you're going through these things? Do you focus more on the the actual systems, like the processes and flow, or do you rely on automation and tools and such? 
Honestly, both. I think that there are opportunities for automation, especially if things are, you know, super clear. The process has been rinsed and repeated several times. We know that, you know, it's going to generate some results. And if there's an opportunity to automate, I'm always excited about that because it's going to save us time and money. Right. And so that's amazing. Um, But I think that as we start to work through the overall processes that are working in the business, what we need to ask ourselves is, is this something that, you know, only I can do, or is this something that I can delegate to somebody else, you know, either Mm -hmm. by automation or by, you know, handing it to a team member. And I like to encourage my moms because honestly, I suffer from this. I still suffer from this, right? You want to trust somebody with your brand message and some of the tasks that you're doing or some of the results that you're getting in your business. And it's really daunting, right? Because either you've been burned in the past or, you know, you've just never really done it successfully, or it doesn't feel like it's you, right? Because it's actually somebody else doing it and it's challenging, but Oftentimes I like to just reflect back on what happens if, you know, you can delegate like 20% of some of those things and then really incrementally increase the entirety of what you're delegating over instead of just giving something to somebody 100% of the way, then they don't do a good job. And then you kind of shrink back into, well, I can't delegate. Right. And there's a lot of these limiting beliefs around that. Um, I also think it's super innately true, at least in my experience, that moms have a tough time asking for help. And I think if they can be a little bit more clear on what exactly they're asking for, um, especially in their business, right? Especially, you know, with with their team or or with maybe a part-time contractor who comes in and helps you through kind of this transition of your life, um, it's going to be a lot easier to compartmentalize some of the things that you're dealing with at home and dealing with in the business. And so you can kind of shut off your mom brain for a second and do energizing tasks that are going to bring good revenue to business and then shut off your business mom hat or your business owner hat. And then, you know, be able to focus on your kiddos when they're sick or they just want mama. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's, that's a really excellent point of, I think getting these processes in place, the systems of automations, going through this, understanding everything you've talked about of what actually lights you up, what tasks do you like, what tasks do you not like, what can you delegate? And I, I think that's incredibly, incredibly powerful to have an understanding of that regardless of if you're leaving for maternity leave or not, it's, Mm -hmm. it's just really, really seems like a very helpful thing to have a a grasp on in your business for those moments that you're not able to be there, or you want to go on vacation, or even just you're starting to grow to the point where you want to add more and more team members in and being able to very easily communicate this is what I do. This is how I delegate. This is, you know, what I want you to do and and to have that in place. So, um, I, are you finding, um, is this a hard process for people to go through? Are you finding any resistance to actually sitting down and writing down processes and procedures and such? You know, it's interesting that you asked that because I think sometimes, um, there's kind of two big things that'll happen. Um, when we sit down with, with some of the business owners that we work with is they'll say, I don't have a process. And I'm like, they're like, we just, we just go for it. Right. We just, we just ship it and we just got to get it out. And it's kind of a mad dash. And oftentimes when I sit down with them, um, they do have a process, right? If they tell me, okay, all right, tell me how you onboard a new client, right? And so they'll tell me the the kind of the process that they don't have. And I'm like, no, actually you do have a process. And if we set up some of these milestones, actually your assistant, who's actually super capable could come in and probably do a better job than you could do at doing some of these things, right? Because if they have like more of an administrative mind around things. And so I think we need to kind of release um, 
this like sense of, I mean, listen, we have extreme ownership, of course, over our business, right? Because we're at the helm of, of how things are working and how things are moving. But part of that, right, is to uplift the community of people that's supporting you, right? Whether that's your team, um, being really clear about with your family and your friends about what you are and aren't willing to do in your life. And so I think some of the struggle that we've had in terms of just really um, being, how do I put it, harsh, right? Like, I think you have to create some of your boundaries and say, okay, this is what I want to do. And this is what lights me up. And that means that if I want to achieve this specific thing, I have to let go of this other thing over here. And so I think the two biggest issues or not issues, but the two biggest um, obstacles that we usually overcome with moms who sit down and plan this process with us is a, I don't think I have a process, but they surely do. And we can help them unearth that. And the second thing is really being critical and, you know, a little harsh with some of the things that they have on their plate right now that just aren't serving them, right. That just are in a position where they're draining a lot of their energy, whether that be business or personal or what have you, and really just creating um, this incubation of, okay, this is what I need for me to feel successful or me to feel nourished or me to feel comforted or supported through this process. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I've, I've worked with people before because we, um, we do touch on processes and such a bit as well. And as we go through their marketing, their business, their offers and everything. And I've worked with people who have said, oh, I don't have a process. I'm like, well, you do. You just don't have it written down and documented and and maybe mapped out as streamlined as possible, but mm-hmm. you have a process that you follow every single time. And that's, I think, part of the beauty of what you do is, is getting people to sit down and actually say, this is what I do. And in that process, I think they probably could find maybe some steps that they can skip or they can delegate or they can streamline. And that in itself, I think, is, is a huge asset to be able to have. And something I think people should do um, kind of on a routine basis with their business, I think. Yeah, that's profound, honestly, because I think a lot of folks, especially when I start to chat with them about the heavy lift of creating some of the procedures in their business, right? Writing stuff down, getting things centralized. Um, oftentimes when this project's approached, they think, oh, this is a one-time thing, right? I'm going to make all these procedures and then that's kind of it. But it's like your health, right? You need to have a consistent way and a process to go through in order to get the results that you're wanting. And if you, and I, I say this to my moms all the time, I'm like, if you had a really stressful week, you need to, you know, activate one of these processes to take a look at, okay, how can I make this week a little bit more frictionless? How can I decrease my stress levels this week and be objective, right? Say this exercise or this task didn't bring me any energy. I felt like my team was all over the place and do it then, right? Sit down and do the hard thing and say, all right, I'm going to be present right now with how I'm feeling. This week felt crazy. Is it because I have stuff going on in my personal life? Is it because I felt like nothing was landing with the business? Is it because I was stuck managing things I didn't want to be managing or doing things I didn't want to be doing inside of the business? And so exercising this like a muscle, it becomes second nature, right? You have a quarterly meeting or you're planning your year to Mm -hmm be in a position to be successful, start looking at what operations you have in place to support some of those initiatives, right? It's kind of a double-edged thing. I had a coach one time tell me there's no such thing as million-dollar ideas, just million-dollar implementation. And I was like, ooh, that's cool. I was like, because I surely believe in million-dollar missions and ideas for sure, but he's right. Nothing is going to actually be 
transformative or in the marketplace unless we do it, right? Unless we have things that can support us and get it out there. So I take a look at how we build that muscle inside of the business and empower team members, I mean, frankly, to do the exact same thing, right? Team members should also be helping create process and helping create structure inside the business, not just you. Right, right. No, I fully agree. And I love that. No million dollar idea is just million dollar implementation. Because that's very true. You have an idea and that's, it's only worth as much as you can actually do with it. You know, if you have yeah. an idea and you sit and dream about it forever, yeah, that's great. But you have to actually be able to, to, to go do and take some action, go for it. Um, mm. One question I've seen a lot bouncing back and forth in business groups when people talk about maternity leave and taking time off um, is how long is acceptable, quote, air quotes there, for um, for taking for a maternity leave? And is this something where they're going away completely and not being present in their business at all or or people wanting to be present in their business how do you how do you deal with with those kinds of things good question um i always say that i help mompreneurs plan the maternity leave of their dreams and that looks different for every mompreneur right and i think for me for example with my first son, Frank, I wanted time. I wanted to be able to be present for the transition. And I wanted to just kind of have a position where I could feel like I could put the business on hold for a second and just be there for the transformation of becoming a mom. And then with my second son, I took three weeks from the business completely off. And then I wanted to and was energized by doing tasks that brought me excitement inside of the business. And I, I'm thankful I, I own a, a virtual business. So when I'm talking about meetings or delivering strategy to clients or stuff like that, right, it usually happens in my home office. And so that provides me a level of flexibility to be able to re-engage with the business. Um, but the short answer to your question is it really depends on what the mom wants. Um, my opinion is, is that if I didn't start working so soon with my second, I probably would have had some of the same postpartum mental health issues that I had with my first, meaning I was feeling not like myself. I wasn't exactly sure what this new phase of my life was going to be. And with my second, albeit, you know, obviously going through the process already for the first time was really helpful. But I also realized like, I need to do things that are just for me through this process, you know, things that bring me energy and joy. And I love working on my business. I love leading my team. And so for some of my moms, actually, what we do is we craft a way to re-engage with the business from like intermittently throughout, you know, maternity leave. So for example, if they're like, Hey, listen, I just need to know it's going to decrease my stress levels being with my son or daughter. If I know that new leads are coming in, or I know that new deals are being closed, or I know that all my projects are on time. What we do is we set up a visibility factor inside of their business to say, all right, what are the most stress decreasing, you know, metrics that we can be looking at while we're on maternity leave. So that mom doesn't have to feel like she's opening up her email inbox or Slack or project management tool. And then all of a sudden stuff starts flying at her and information starts flying at her. And then stress levels start to go up, 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 up. We want to start to decrease that stress level. So what does that look like? Does that look like her taking complete time off and just shutting the business down? Maybe. Does that look like her taking some time off and then checking in on the business once a week or once a day and looking at some of those important metrics? Maybe. Um, So Really, it just depends on the comfortability level of mom, um, how she really wants to re-engage with the business and overall to the maturity uh, you know, of the business itself, right? If you have access to finances, to team members, all that stuff. Honestly, I've, I've talked with women in the past who were like, 
on my first maternity leave, I had my baby on a Thursday and returned back to the business on a Monday. And I was like, dang, I'm really, really, really (laughs) sorry that that was true for you. And it's hard, right? We have to be able to choose, especially if you are, you know, the sole breadwinner of your household, or you have a handful of team members, you know, you have people that depend on you. And sometimes those decisions are really hard to make, but how can we make them as frictionless as possible? And how can we get the most, um, you know, kind of out of, you know, this experience in terms of becoming a mom and being able to press pause? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, with, when I had my son, I actually, I took more time off in the first trimester of being pregnant than I think I did after I had him because I was so unbelievably sick and just didn't want to do anything in the first, actually it went like up until like up until when I had him. So I pretty much took my pregnancy off and only did what I could, what I yeah had to do. Um, but then that was a big eye opener for me when I actually had him, um, I solo mom, sole financial provider, and I had a business that was built off of my time trading my time for money. And that became a quick, oh my gosh, I can't do that. That is not, um, sustainable. And so that very quickly, I I was able to take time off and focus with him. And I never really felt stressed about it. And I did start to pick up things in my business. I think it was just a few weeks. I didn't actually time it, but to start trying to pick up, you know, those tasks that really lit me up. I really got excited to do. I love what I do. And it really helped me to feel more like myself again. Mm-hmm. And there was also the point of, you know, I had my son and it was a pandemic and I was locked away by myself with a newborn trying to figure everything out. So I was craving that I need to connect with other people thing. Um, and, but I instantly, I took the rest of that time instead of working specifically on one own clients, I took that time to start to build out my membership and my Mm. courses and programs and all sorts of other things that allowed me to continue to help people, help more people at once and bring in that income without my time being so I have to be there 24 seven or this isn't going to work. And I think that's probably a pretty crucial thing to have in mind as, as well. What kind of offers you have, what kind of business to your point, the maturity of the business and whether you have the funds or the team there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Some of the things that you've brought up, I was interviewing a mama on my podcast, um, a couple of weeks ago, and she was saying that when she had one of her kids, uh, recently, I think she's got three. Um, she said that, uh, she was launching her, um, you know, her course and her coaching program. And she would close cart and open cart and like do all the hectic things that are around a launch. And then she realized she was like, listen, this is bringing me a ton of stress and I have a newborn at home and maybe I should just evergreen this thing. And so even the courses or the programs that you're offering, and even just the way that you sell those things, something that I had a big miss with, with my marketing, when I was preparing to go out on maternity leave is I thought that if I scheduled one of the biggest ways that, that we earned business in operations agency is through earned media, you know, me guesting on shows like this one, or, you know, doing partner webinars with our folks. And it was really fun. And I really enjoyed uh, collaborating with my community and serving other folks communities. But I thought scheduling those was going to help me kind of front load my marketing when Mm -hmm. I was out. But what I forgot was that piece of connecting with other entrepreneurs and other communities. I had basically 
you know, a lapse in my marketing because of the fact that I wasn't out at events and I wasn't, uh, you know, reaching out to people, just, you know, hanging out and or getting connected with folks and really building that relationship base to be able to do some collaborative work together. And so that was a huge miss for me. And I, I like to encourage my moms to just think through kind of all of the factors, right? All of the ways that you're contributing time and energy into your business and whether or not we can kind of either front load that or hammer down what the process is so that we can either delegate it or automate it or do some of those things. Because ultimately what you don't want to do is frankly, what happened to me when I sat back down in my business first maternity leave is I was like, cool, I have all of these earned media opportunities. And for three months post-maternity leave, I was kind of good. Like I had a bunch of things scheduled, but then about six months postpartum, there was a huge dip in my marketing. And I was like, oh my goodness, I forgot. I haven't been reaching out to people this whole time. And so it was a big aha for me as I was like, I need to be way more intentional about how I survey what time I am and am not spending in the business. And is this something that should rely entirely on me? Um, And just being objective about that, you know? Right, right. So I'm gonna put you on the spot. Yeah, sure. What would you say if you had one bit of super actionable, hard hitting advice for any mamas out there thinking of taking maternity leave, planning it, having some idea, what would you say they should focus on first? Yeah. Simplest thing ever is um, to take a look and, and I like to do it in the form of a time study. So I just print out a sheet of paper and I'll write down pretty much everything I did for that week, right? All the activities I had. Sometimes I'll look at my calendar and I do this actually once a quarter at the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. And what I do is I just put a plus or a minus next to each of the activities. I'll say this brought me energy or this didn't bring me energy, right? And so I think that as we can start being really intentional and objective about some of the ways that we're contributing to the business and how that's making us feel, we we can then uh, start a greater conversation about whether or not that thing has a process and whether or not it's serving our business initiatives as a whole. So just start there. Just start to think through how we interact with our business and whether or not it's bringing us joy. Because ultimately, that, like I said before, the time that we spend away from our kids, it needs to be intentional or else our mind is going to be there. It's going to be with our kiddos. We love them. We want to be with them. We want to nurture them. We want to make memories with them. And if we're leaving to go and do tasks that don't bring us joy or a job that doesn't have a greater purpose to make life better for that beautiful thing waiting upstairs for us, then we're not going to want to do it. It's going to drag us down and we're going to feel resentment about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Very wise words. All right. So if people want to reach out to you, where can they find you? Yeah. So I'm on all the socials, uh, master maternity leave, um, Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and everything, um, or master maternity leave.com. I have a checklist there for mompreneurs who are really thinking through this process of taking mat leave. So that's there on the site. Um, so super exciting stuff again, for anyone who's really looking for, um, you know, kind of that support planning. Absolutely. I love it. Okay. I need to go check out that checklist. Just, just, just because I think it's a good thing to go through. Um, so thank you so much, Allison, for joining me today. I loved our conversation. Could talk for forever. And thank you all for joining us this week on Marketing Like a Mother. If you found value in the show today or want to support some fellow mompreneurs, we would really appreciate a rating or even just telling a friend about the show. And we will be back next week with more marketing tips for busy moms with businesses. Until then, take care.